Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Chaf Zayin, twenty-seven in Pesachim. We will be beginning on Daf Chaf Vav Amud Bet. The Gemara is saying Ela Lo Kasha Har Biyezer Ha Rabanan. So again, we had a contradiction between a couple of brightot. And we're trying to understand why one brighter would say that the oven that was heated up for the first time with uh, something that you're not allowed of Hana'a from, and of course the first time you heat up an oven, you're, create, you're forming the oven. One said that you had to break the oven, and the other brighter said that you don't have to break the oven. What? Right, you have to just let it cool off. Okay? So it says, Elo Kasha. Ha! The first one is Rabbi Eliezer, who holds Zevze Gorem Asur, which means Zevze Gorem, we spoke about last time, was when you have two factors that contribute to Isur, one Mutar, one Musar, he holds Asur. Ha! And the bright that is allowed is Rabbanan, who argue. And one says, Hey, Rabbi Eliezer. Which Rabbi Eliezer are you talking about? Because there's a few Rabbi Eliezer's. Elam Rabbi Eliezer, the Seor. If you tell me you're talking about Rabbi Eliezer of the Seor, Seor is a type of old time yeast which causes things to rise. Ditznan. No, who's Rabbi Eliezer of the Seor? Well, you forgot the Mishnah. It's a famous Mishnah in Orla. It says, Seor Shel Chulin. There's Seor, that's regular Chulin, and Mutar Seor. Utruma, and it's Truma, Shenaflu Tochisa. So you have two types of yeast, or sourdough really, but sourdough is the same as yeast. Works like yeast, but it's made out of dough. Our yeast is not actual chametz at all. But there you have Seor, which is sourdough, and it falls into either Chulin or Truma. Both Chulin and Truma fall into a, a dough. And neither one has enough on its own to make the dough rise. And they combine, and together they make the dough rise. Rabbi Eliezer says, we follow the last one that you put in. And if the last one you put in was Tirumah, then it's considered Tirumah. And 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 a Levi or Yisrael can't eat it. And if the last one was Hulin, then it's regular Hulin, and anyone could have it, even though you put into it some uh, truma. So here you have a case of a uh, Yisrael being able to eat something that has truma attached to it. According to the Hahamim, doesn't make a difference what was first or less. It's always mutar for a regular person to eat it. Unless in the truma alone it has enough that it could make it it can make it rise alone. So according to the Chachamim, Zev Zegorim is gonna be mutar. When you have two factors, it's okay. It's only when each factor had enough. To cause it that it's asur. So leave the Chachamim aside. They're holding Ze Vze Gorem Mutar. 
However, Rabbi Eliezer said, let's go back to Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer said that you go with the last one. Okay? Now, that also doesn't sound like he's making a difference in Zevah Zegorim. But, Abaya comments about him. Amar Abaya. Lo shanu ela shekadam v'sileka yisur. When did the Eliezer say his rule? And the Chachamim say their rules? That's when whatever the truma was, was removed. The, or the sourdough that was in wasn't mixed in and left in. It was put into the dough. It caused its effect on the dough, and then you remove the actual isur. But in the event, we're now in Chavzayim, but in the event that a person had not removed the isur, then it's asur. Alma, we see, now what do we see from the fact that if he left it in its asur? We see that when you have two factors, it makes it asur, and therefore we can assume that that's the Nabi Eliezer from our, our, our Brita that caused us to break the oven. Who told you that Abaya was right that you had to take it out? Maybe the reason why Rabbi Eliezer doesn't let it is because we follow the last one. Rabbi Eliezer said you follow the last one. The reason might not be because because the two things are are causing an isur, and therefore you could connect it to our case of a of an oven. Maybe he holds that the last one is the most effective one. Maybe it's, we don't go with Abaya, and it doesn't make a difference whether I took it out or not. The whole thing is whether or, that the last one works. The last, the Eliezer had said you go after the last one that went in. So if the first one was Chulin and the last one is Truma, we say the whole thing, is, the whole dough is Truma and it's a problem. And if the, if the first one was Truma and the last one was Chulin, then we, we allow it to a Levi in Israel. So if he's, maybe his whole thing is the last one, it's not what Abai is saying. Maybe Rabbi Eliezer would say that if you put both of them at the same time, it would be mutar. And therefore, how, what right do you have to say that Rabbi Eliezer is the author of Amishnah? That Rabbi Eliezer is not conclusive. That Rabbi Eliezer is a Zev Ze Gorem Asur. We don't know that. Yes, according to Abaya, we know that, but we don't know it in general. Maybe Abaya is wrong. Ela Rabbi Eliezer da'asayashara. Rather forget that Rabbi Eliezer about the truma and the, and the dough. That's not the Rebbe we were talking about, the opinion of Rebbe that we're talking about that says it. It's a different Rebbe about the Atse Asherah, the wood of the Asherah tree. And Asherah tree, as we've seen before, is a tree that was worshipped as an idol. And we said, the Tanam we learned in the Mishnah. Okay, for those who don't remember, this Mishnah is Masechet Avod Azarah. We learned in the Mishnah, Natal Hemena Asim, if you take from an Asherah tree some wood, Asurim Hana'ah, you're not allowed to have any benefit from this wood from the from the Avodah tree. If you use the tree wood to um, ignite a fire and to make a fire in your oven, 
Hadash, if it's a brand new oven, you tats, you have to break it. Because the oven became formed through the wood of Asur. Yashan, if it's an old oven, you san, you have to cool it. Afa bo etapat, if I used it to, to bake the bread, Asura behana'at, forbidden to have benefit from this bread. If you mixed this pita bread that was cooked with this fuel with other pitas, and then the mixture of pitas was mixed with another mixture of pitas, so you have a double mixture that includes one pita from the isur, kulana surot they're all forbidden to have benefit from because there's one mixed in there from Avodazara. So it sounds like it's very Asur. Rabbi Yezir, Omer, Yoli Melach. He says, no, 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 no. When it's mixed in, he says, what you could do is, there's a way to fix it. You take the value of one pita and you throw it into Yam HaMelech into the Dead Sea. Once you throw it in the Dead Sea, nobody's eating it. Right? And therefore, you allow it, because you're not really having benefit. For the problem when you had it mixed in the 300 other ones is, is that when you eat this, one right now you have 301 breads. 300 breads, let's say, are kosher ones, and one of them is a non-kosher one. So, you, so you, the fact that you have 301 means you're getting benefit from this, this one. But if I take one of my breads, whichever one it is, not necessarily the, the Asur one, and I throw it into Yama Melech, Rabbi Eliezer says, since you're now not having benefit from it, because I, I, I had 300 mutar ones, I still have 300 mutar ones, therefore he says, then you're allowed to have it, and even though you might end up eating that one, it's still okay, because you're not really having benefit from it. No, a mixture like uh, solid items, like pitas. I had one pita that was uh, made in the oven, in the bad oven, and 300 pitas that were made in good ovens. Okay? So, Amrullah, the rabbis tell Rabbi Eliezer, and Podin Abu Dazara. You can't do this pidyon business with Abu Dazara. Now, what did we learn about Rabbi Eliezer? We learned that as long as you didn't throw the amount into Yama Melech, he agrees that it's Asur, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Whether regarding the oven, or whether regarding that you have to cool it off, or whether regarding the pita, right? And therefore, we see from the fact that you have to break the oven... Even though it, right? Even though it, when you that when you used, when you're going to bake bread in this oven, it's going to it's going to have two factors in it, right? Why does he agree that we're going to break this oven? Think about it. Let's say I have the oven that was that was fired with the first time with asherah wood. Okay. So now the oven got formed with the Asherah wood. Okay, now it cools off. And now I'm going to bake new bread in it. Now this new bread was 
was baked with regular wood, right? So will you say that the new bread is asur? Why should the new bread be asur? After all, it has two factors involved. It has the first wood which made its oven, the oven that it's in, a strong oven. And it has the second wood that's actually heating it. So it's zev gorem. And still he holds it asur. So you see, it really is it all zev gorem asur. So says the Gemara. What? The bread was made with the uh, Okay, don't get don't get distracted. Forget about the bread. We're learning it from the oven. Okay? Yes, the, the bread was a side factor, but the main point is the oven over here. Morris is not necessarily. You only heard the Bielezes say that he's so strict on Zevizigorem. In this case of the oven, where it's Avodah Zarah, is a very, very strict Isur. How do you know in our case? Because our case was Orla, if you remember. We had, we had fired the oven with Orla. Who says it really is so strict by Orla? Ela Imken, if it's only Avodah Zarah, Aman Truma, what about the Truma? Who are you going to say is the brighter with the truma? We had a brighter of truma. Who, who, which rabbi would agree with that? Must be that it's a be the There's no other rabbi. The hod, another reason. There's a brighter that says he would do it by every by every isur of the Torah, and therefore we can't say it's a be the Okay, a new a new analysis. If you find a brighter that says that Zev Gorem is Asur, right? Rabbi Hainu Rabbi Eliezer. Then Rebbe, who, if you found a case in a Brita that says Zev Masur, that means that he's going to be Eliezer. And if you hold Zev Mutar, and here, since you could tell in the wood, in the bread, that there is a connection to the wood, which means that the wood has caused the bread to get better. If so, then these uh, trays and cups and um, other utensils, right? If we use them in the oven like that, they are subhana even according to Rabbi. Why? Since they got better because of the, the Isur. And you're using them straight. Keep Where's the machloket? So in other words, there's a difference between a cup and an oven. Because he wants to clarify the following. Let's say I have a clay cup. Now clay needs to be clay cups need to be fired in an oven before they're ready to use. So you make a clay cup, it's dried out, but if, until you fire it, it's not going to use. You're going to put liquid and it's going to start getting getting uh, yucky, 
Once you fire it, it's, you can put a hot water and it'll be fine. So, technically, if you fire up a clay cup in this oven, it'll be asur forever in the oven with Avodah Why? Because there's no two factors involved. Once you fire it once, it doesn't need to be fired again. You're just going to use it. And therefore, you're using something that got, from the, that got benefit from Avodah But an oven is, a, is not so clear. Because an oven, yes, you fired it the first time and you made it strong. But it's different than the thing because now you have to put more wood into it. So when you put more wood into it, so it's zev zegorem. It's the original wood of the avodah plus the new wood. But a cup, you don't put new wood into it, so there's no there's no new factor involved. That's for sure asur. Okay, by is saying. Betanur leman dam zev zegorem asur asur man dam zev zegorem mutan shale. So if you hold zev zegorem, if you hold this a two factor is is asur, then it's asur. If you hold two factors mutan, then it's mutan. There's another other rabbis who say, even if you hold mutar, a kedera apart is a sort. Why? Because a person had use of it before the the second gorem, which means since it was used. You put it into it what you want to cook into it, and you were you and you were nehene. You enjoyed what the, the fact that it's holding something before you put other heter into it. Therefore, it's asur. He wants to say the following. He says there's a difference between, according to the second opinion, there's a difference between a pot and an oven. In an oven, the way it works in the oven, the ovens they're talking about is the lafa ovens. Have you ever seen lafa ovens? You know what a lafa is? You ever get a shawarma? Okay. So shawarma, they put on something called a lafa. It looks like a pita, just long and flatter. You've seen that before? The way they make a lafa is by heating the oven up first and then sticking the bread onto the oven. Okay? So the oven has to be heated first. In a pot, you don't have to heat the pot before you put the food in. So he says, if you have two things, a, a pot and an oven that were made with Asherah wood, the pot is going to be Asur and the oven is going to be Mutar. Why? Because the, since the pot you put in when it's cold, when you put in while it's cold, this thing that was made with Asherah wood, you're now enjoying it with only one gorem. The only thing that caused it was the, was the wood of the of the Asherah. That's Asur. But the oven... When it was cold, you didn't use it. You're just heating it. And when you're heating it with the new wood, you're now putting a second factor into it. And therefore, when I finally slap the dough on it, it's a double factor dough, and that's why you won't have to break that. Whereas the pot, which is used cold, would be different. Okay? Beautiful. Amar Yosef, Amar Bihuda, Amar Tanur Ola, If I have an oven... That I heated up with orla or klayakerim, chadash. If it's new, and therefore you caused it, you tats you have to break it. Yashan. If it's old, yutsan you should cool it off. Afabo. The part if you cooked in bread, Rabbi Omer had pat mutar. Rabbi says it's mutar. Hachamim are in pat mutar. Hachamim say it's asur. Ask the Gemara about Tanya Ipcha. But what do I mean? On the page before, we said the opposite. We said that Rebbe says that it was Asur, and the Chachamim said it's Mutar. 
So make up your mind. This is an opposite of the bright that we said before. The same rabbis rebbing the chachamim, but the shitot are reversed. Says Shmuel, ibchatani. Shmuel, who's the quoter of this statement, Amar Yosef, He learned the previous brayta this way that Rebbe was the one who said mutar. The chachamim said it's The ibayt ema. That's one answer. Ibayt ema. Another answer. In general, Shmuel holds that Talacha follows Rebbe when he argues on one of his friends, meaning when it's Rebbe versus, let's say, another rabbi, then we hold like Rebbe. But not when he agrees with, well, not when he disagrees with all the other rabbis, then we don't hold like Rebbe. That's in general. And in this case, he holds like him even when he argues on all his friends. Therefore, he says, he says, I'll switch it and I'll say that Rebbe says it's mutar and the Chachamim say it's Asur in order that the Rabbanan, they will make the, that the Chachamim say it's Asur and everyone will follow Rebbe because I want everyone to follow Rebbe. So, this, according to this Ibait Ema, this is a brighter quoted the wrong way. In order that people should follow Rebbe, who's the strict rabbi. Right? Because the Chavirav is going to be Pat Asura. Okay. What? In this case, it's not strict, right? Okay. The, the simple way to say is that Shmuel has a different gears than the first one. That's the simple answer. That was the first answer we said. So Shmuel switches the first one, therefore, everything is cool according to Shmuel. That's the easy way to go. The, the, the complicated one is that Shmuel really learns the first one that Rebbe says it's Asur and the Chachamim say it's Mutar and he holds that when Rebbe argues on one Tana we hold like him we hold like Rebbe when he argues on a lot of Tanaim we go like the Tanaim but in this case he, he holds the like Rebbe that it's Asur even against even against all the rabbis. So therefore he wants to be strict, even though because all the rabbis are saying mutad, and usually I go with all the rabbis. But in this case I go with Rebbe that it's Asur. So he does he, so he's scratching and he says, How am I gonna say this machloket? If I say it in a regular way, that the is like if I just say it in a regular way, quote it regularly, people are gonna follow the rabbis, and that'll be a problem. So he switches it and he says that Rebbe says Mutar and the Rabbi says Asur in order that everyone's going to follow Rebbe who says it's Asur. Who sa- I'm sorry. In order everyone's going to follow the Chachamim who say it's Asur which is really Rebbe. Did I lose you? Hold on. Okay, we're at the two dots. Five lines from the bottom of Chav Zayin Amoral. Says the Gemara as follows: Bishla al If you have a bread that you you cooked on top of the coals, okay. So your your orla when it was being used as fuel, first it flames up, and then it becomes a coal. By the way, the main heat is when it's a coal. Not when it's flaming. It's like those barbecue, 
You know, you ever see those barbecue briquettes? They tell you, don't use it when they're flaming. Use it when it's not just hot, but not flaming, right? Mm-hmm. Similarly, you have oil of stuff. So if you used it when it's gehalim, when it's a, when it's a coal, and everyone agrees it's mutar, even though it's orla. Now, why should it be okay? The bread be okay when it's put on the coals directly. Amar, Rabbi Yehuda, Amar, Shmuel, for Rabbi Bar Ashi, Amar, Biochran, Chad, Amar, Losh, no, take it to Amar. Rabbi Yehuda, Amar, Shmuel, for Rabbi Chia Bar Ashi, Amar, Biochran. Chad, Amar, one says, that's only true when the coals are not flaming. Why? Because then the, the, the wood was already completely burnt. And since there's only coals, and the coals are something different than the wood, therefore the pot is mutar. But when you have coals that are still flaming... Then asurin. Then it's asur because when the coals are still flaming, we st- you're still getting benefit from the wood because the wood's still there. Mm-hmm. The other rabbi says, mm-hmm. even if they're flaming, they're still mutar. Okay. Says Bishlama, I understand. According to one that says they're flaming asurin, the reason why it's asur is because there is some your your bread has some benefit from the wood, because the wood's still there while it's flaming, and you're getting some benefit from the wood. That's why it's asur. But according to the one who says that even when it's flaming, it's mutar, this case that we said, that that bread is asur because there's some uh, enjoyment of the team in the bat, the Rebbe, in what case will Rebbe ever say it's Asur? It's always going to be Mutar? According to the rabbi who says they're both Mutar, whether it's flaming or not, how can it ever be Asur? How can Rebbe ever say it's Asur? Okay? Right? According to this rabbi, whether it's coals or whether it's flames, it's always Mutar. So how can Rebbe ever say it's Asur? Amar Papa, Papa says, Kisha we're talking about a case where the flame is directly opposite it. Yeah, the fl- during the baking. During the baking, while the wood itself is still aflame, and the wood is still there. So therefore, if it's right opposite that, that's when it's asur. Okay. So it says, I'm going to turn over to, now we're on Chav Zayin Obet. Mechlal de Rabbanan de Pligi Aleh Sharu Afilu Keshavu Kekeregdo. So if Rebbe says that, now Rebbe, we just said, argues on the Rabbanan, right? So if Rebbe says that, then the Rabbanan who argue on him, that means they're letting, even when the flame is opposite, how can it be? If so, how do you ever find the case of it seemed that is asur according to the for benefit according to the Rabbanan? If it's if it's directly opposite the flame and still it's mutar, so when do you ever find the case of isur? Amar Ami Barchama Bishir Sirfa. That case is when you made a bench 
out of the wood. In other words, according to these rabbis, when you burn a wood, it's always allowed. It's asur when you took the wood and you made a bench out of it, because then you're sitting on the wood. That's asur. Okay. But according to this, this according to this opinion, the the rabbi will say that you could be asur when it's directly opposite the the flame when you're cooking, when, when you're baking bread. And the Chachamim will say it's never Asur in, a, in making bread. It's only Asur in making benches. Okay? Good. Because I guess the Chachamim hold that once it's being burnt, you're not having benefit from it. And therefore they want to say it's mutar. Okay. If I have an oven that I use hektesh wood in it, Hektish wood means wood that belongs to the Beit Mikdash. You're not allowed to benefit from it. And I bake bread in it. According to Rabbanan, who allow, in the first case, my, what would they say about Hektish over here? The rabbis allowed in the Truma, in the Orla case, would they agree in the Beit Mikdash case? So he told him, Rav Chista answered, he says, no. Even though Rabbanan says it's mutar in the Orla case, here in the Hektish case, it's Asur. Ask the Gemara, Uma ben Zula Orla. Well, what's the difference between this case and the Orla case? If the rabbis allow the wood of the Orla case, why won't they allow the wood of the Beit HaMikdash wood? Hamaleh, Hamaravah, Ravah answered, Hachi Hashta, you're comparing these two? Orla The rule about Orla is that it gets nullified when it's mixed with 200. Hektesh is not batel even if you mix it with a thousand. Rather, Rabbi says that can't be the question. What's the difference? If you had a question that somebody didn't know, probably the question was this, because that question is not a good question. Says the Gemara, the rule is, whoever lit that fire did an isur of mi'ilah. If you light the wood of hektesh, you did mi'ilah. Anyone who benefits of Beit Hamikdash did mi'ilah. And once he does mi'ilah, the rule is that once you do mi'ilah, so the wood that you used becomes regular wood. You burnt it. You weren't allowed to burn it. So let's say there's two guys. Binyamin burns it. He did mi'ilah. He needs to bring a carbon. If you come afterwards and you bake your bread on that wood that he lit, so Binyamin owes a carbon, but he make a carbon, he, he made the wood mutar. And therefore, what's wrong with your bread, the Gemara is asking now. If there's a question to ask, this should be the question to ask. Therefore, So therefore, it should be okay. Why should it be a sewer? That's the question the Gemara should have asked. Okay? So the Gemara answers the question, Papa says, Here we're not dealing with wood that just belonged to the Beit HaMikdash. It's wood that had to do with the Korban Shilamim. Where the guy says, I take this pile of wood, and I say this pile of wood, I'm going to sell it, and buy a Korban Shilamim with it. Therefore it's higher... It's a higher level of Kiddushah, this wood. Valibidu Rada, man, going to be Yahoo says, Hektesh Bishogeg Mitchalel. 
במזיד אין הוא מתחלל. This rule that I told you, that if Binyamin burns the item, he makes it, he makes it chulin, there's a machloket, if it always works, blanket, or it sometimes doesn't work. We're going, going to the opinion that it sometimes doesn't work. There's an opinion that says, Hekdesh bishogeg mitchalel, that only if Binyamin did it by accident, that's when it's mitchalel, that's when it becomes, the wood becomes regular. But if he does it on purpose, it doesn't, it doesn't become mitchalel. Now, my time alone. Why, when they do it b'mezid, does it not become mitchalel? Because since you do it on purpose, that's not regular me'ila, and therefore it doesn't become cholin. Lo nafik cholin. So shelamim nami. Also, the wood of shelamim came in the lab bar me'ilahu. Since it's not called me'ila, it's not part of me'ila rules. Even when you did it by mistake, lo nafik lecholin. You won't go out the cholin, and therefore. We want to claim that since over here the wood is wood of Shilamim, therefore it won't go out to Chulin, and that's why it will be still Asur. Hold on, hold on. No, it's hard. it's it, we're saying that it's more kedusha. It's not something meila, and therefore it won't go out to chulin. Huh? It's bigger than chatat. Not bigger than chatat, but just it's korban as opposed to just just belonging to the Beit Hamikdash. Says the Gemara, "V'chol hechadim ma'al hamasik nafik chulin." Is it true that whenever the guy did avera and did meila, it goes out to chulin? V'atanya didn't we learn the brayta? Anything that gets burnt, the, the, the ashes of the item is mutar. Except for asherah tree. And the, 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 the ashes of something that was hektesh is always asur. So it sounds like even though you already did mi'ilah, the ashes asur. Why is it asur? Amar Abchama. So Rav Chama answers the question. He says, you know, you know why the ashes is asur? Because our question we're asking is, you're saying a rule that whenever Binyamin lights it, it's oh, the, the, once he lights it, it becomes mutar? I'll show you the case of the ashes. In the case of the ashes, it got burnt, and the ashes still asur. Mar says, no, the Ashes case is not a Binyamin case. You know why? The Ashes that are sewer is because no one lit them on purpose. It just, a fire broke out. That's why the Ashes are sewer. But if someone lights on purpose like Binyamin, then it becomes mutar completely. Since there's no person that we could, we could stick the, the problem to, so that, that's why the Ashes become Asur. But as long as one person we could say did it, it becomes mutar. That's answer number one. Over there, we're talking about things that require geniza. There are some ashes like to require geniza. The Tanya goes on to the We had this pasuk before in Pashat Sav. It says visamo, and you put it there. Minachat means they put it gently. Visamo, teaches you that you can't spread it around. And therefore, since it has to be put 
next to the Mizbeach, therefore it can't move. Okay. Beautiful. We are now up to the two dots on Daf Chav Zayin Amur Bet. And we're going to stop over here at Biudah Omer and Biur Chametz El Beserifah. This is a brand new subject. It's discussing the Mishnah where we said that there's a machloket whether you want to do when you do Biur Chametz, does it have to be Serifah or you can even spread it out to everyone. That's well, Bezat Hashem will be doing this. Motzei Shabbat Rabotai. Everyone, welcome to come join right after Shabbat's over, right over here in congregation of Torah.